0: Welcome to Love from the Hip presents the Conscious Coaching Hour. I am intuitive medium, spiritual coach, and your host, Sakura Sutter. I am also the host of Love from the Hip. And I'm forgiveness
1: coach, author, and your host, Brenda Reese.
2: And I'm transformational coach, author, and your host, Roy Reich.
1: There is great power in the number three. It is not only the number our brains remember most, but it is also the triad, as it contains a beginning, a middle, and an end. It represents wholeness, and what better way to absorb information than from the power of three coaches.
0: We created the show with the intention of assisting you in awakening your intuition and inner coach and to help you live your best life. We will have real conversations and share our own experiences along the way. At the close of the show, we'll offer up our own personal coaching techniques as well. Today's topic is mindfulness.
2: Mindfulness can be defined as the practice of being fully aware of what's happening in the present moment without getting caught up in our thoughts, emotions, or distractions. It involves cultivating a state of open, curious, and non-judgmental awareness towards our experiences, whether they are pleasant or not. Mindfulness can be practiced through meditation, but can also be integrated into daily activities such as eating, walking, or interacting with others. The history of mindfulness can be traced back to ancient Eastern spiritual and philosophical traditions, particularly Buddhism. The Buddha himself taught mindfulness meditation as a path to liberation from suffering. However, mindfulness has been practiced in other cultures and spiritual traditions, such as Taoism and Hinduism. In the 20th century, mindfulness started to gain more attention in the Western world, particularly through the work of John Kabat-Zinn, who developed a mindfulness-based stress reduction program in the late 70s. Since then, mindfulness has become increasingly popular in Western psychology and medicine and has been studied extensively for its benefits in various areas of health and overall well-being. Today, mindfulness can be practiced by anyone, regardless of their spiritual or religious beliefs. If you've been curious about mindfulness or meditation, or maybe you're just looking for ways to reduce stress and improve your well-being, then you're in the right place. So sit back and relax as we dive into the world of mindfulness. And remember, this is a live show, and we're offering up intuitive messages and insight. So feel free to message us on our Facebook page at Love From The Hip. that's H-Y-P,
3: The passing of our loved ones always proves to be very challenging, but can be met with ease when working with someone who can hold space, compassion, and especially someone who works across the veil. Allow Sakura Sutter, multidimensional channeler and intuitive medium, to be your spiritual guide with the other side. No matter if you choose to communicate with your transitioned loved ones to help you with the grieving process, or connect with spiritual, galactic, and other light beings to explore and dive in more on your spiritual path, sutter.com
4: A health crisis is one of the most challenging situations we will experience in our lifetime. It leaves us frightened, confused, and asking Why did this happen to me? Transformational coach Rory Reich experienced his healing crisis when the life he had so carefully constructed came crumbling down around him. The universe had offered him a challenge. He chose to accept it and to rediscover who he was before it was too late. In his book, Transform Yourself Through Disease, Rory shares his personal journey alongside eight practical steps to help those who are stuck realize their self-impairing beliefs and discover ways of transforming them so they can reclaim their health and create the life of their dreams don't let your health crisis define you take the next step and transform yourself today for a free life coaching consultation contact rory at roryreich.com that's r-o-r-y-r-e-i-c-h.com hypnotherapy helps you
1: discover and explore deep sustainable life changes let sakura guide your communication with your unconscious mind rid yourself of negative behaviors
5: fears pains and emotions weight loss smoking childhood drama chronic pain and much more can be addressed begin healing now learn more sakura skin and mind.com s-a-k-u-r-a skin
0: and mind.com bring out the healthy way of thinking you didn't know you had. Welcome back to Love from the Hip presents the Conscious Coaching Hour. I'm intuitive medium, spiritual coach, and your host, Sakura Sutter. I am also the host of Love from the Hip. And I'm forgiveness coach, author, and your host, Brenda Reese.
2: And I'm transformational coach, author, and your host, Rory Reich. On today's show, we're discussing mindfulness. If you have a question or need some advice, message us directly on our Facebook page, Love from the Hip. That's H-Y-P.
0: So I love how you brought up Buddhism and specifically Buddha using mindfulness meditation to free him from suffering, and I find it fascinating. I'm not sure if you guys are aware of the Tibetan teaching that the belief of bardo, which I know you guys have both heard of, that in betweenness, right, that that gap between lives on Earth, and the Tibetans say, if you die before you die, then when you die, you will not die, and what this means is if you can transcend your false sense of self, the one you know that's attached to all the suffering that we endure in our lifetime, then you can understand what happens at death, right? Because in Bardo, there's the belief that there's no physical body, there's no outer world, and it's just our minds. So the more that we become familiar with our minds in our lifetime, the more at ease we will be with death, which is so fascinating. Sorry, I had to...
2: No, I, I, I like that. I mean, that was my introduction to mindfulness was Buddhism.
0: Yeah.
1: So... Yeah, mine was just trying to calm down.
4: <laughs> I calm didn't, it down, I Brenna. didn't know about Buddhism. I didn't know about
1: anything. Mine was just like, oh, my gosh, I was so anxious. But I like what you shared because that's where I'm going now, right, with mm-hmm. it's like, okay, if we can transcend some of this human stuff, right, right. And, and be able to have more, I'm going to say control, but have more access to our emotional and the way we think, I mean, that's really what will bring us the peace and the freedom in the human body Mm -hmm. without having to die first. Yeah. Yeah. I like that.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think mindfulness is that first step to not being on autopilot. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Having that awareness of, oh, like, what are all the habits I have? What are the things that I'm doing? Not reacting, like taking a step back before you react. I think that's the first step to having that awareness. Yeah. And then the next step is to be able to dive in and change those things.
1: Yeah, mindfulness is, people don't put it under that umbrella, but that's what it is. Everything that we're teaching, is even prayer, mm-hmm. is mindfulness. Yep. And it, people don't realize the different, you know, that's a huge umbrella yeah. of so many different things and different ways that we actually can learn to, to be. if you believe in this concept of this being a spiritual being, having human
0: existence, right, mm-hmm. or
1: experience, then that's what we're doing is we're honoring both.
0: And to go back on what you were saying, I do believe that mindfulness is actually a tool to help with your autopilot. Oh, yeah, for sure. To shift that autopilot to be working for you from a place that's good or a place that's free of suffering.
1: Yeah, I had. It was so funny when I so when I was starting this journey you know, over over a decade ago now, but, you know, coming into this really just wanting to calm down and um, mm-hmm. having the functional medicine doctor, she was also a shaman and she's all these things, yeah. right? You know, and stuff. and she's like, okay, I just want you to start with just pay attention to the way you walk because I walked fast, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I got to go, right? I got things to do. <laughs> well, that was representative of my mind. Mm-hmm. My racing thoughts, physical. So if you can slow down physically, this is her whole idea is just to get me started. I love that. It's how it yeah. translates. How it tra- yeah. And so, and then it's like, you want me to what? <laughs> you know, slow down and just really feel your feet as you take a step. Oh mm-hmm. my God. I was in tears. It was so hard to do, but it made sense to me Right. that, you know, when I see people now walking so fast, I'm going, Ooh, anxious mind.
0: <laughs> Unless they're speed
1: walking at the mall. Yeah, that's true.
2: <laughs> it's also, I mean, I think you, you know, in those moments, you also feel like you're being more productive. Like mm-hmm. you're in a hurry, you're getting stuff done, you're right. moving quick. Like I think when you slow down and you're trying to accomplish something, you actually feel the opposite. You're like, oh gosh, like I have a lot to do, but I'm walking really slow across mm-hmm. this hallway, right? Right. You're, they totally do go hand in hand. But I know that I've also had that same feeling. And I would operate like that at work a lot where I would notice, oh gosh, I'm like going from meeting to meeting super fast or I'm going from here to here super fast because I I was in that energy of like,
0: I'm Mm going to get stuff done. Especially as single parents, right? Yes. I mean, we've all experienced that.
2: You got a lot to do.
0: Right. You got a lot to do. Soccer games, work. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. It's hard to go between all those tasks Uh at a slower pace. Yep. But going faster, are you really accomplishing more? Or are you just getting into a state of stress?
1: Well, and that's what they say now, right? There, There's so many, there's information out there and studies out there that are saying that if you have a problem with time, like you don't think there's enough, mm-hmm. slow down. Yeah, And it's like, oh, that's so contradicting in my head. <laughs> However, you know, it's in that moment when you're in the flow, right? When you're writing or you're, that's the time it does slow down. When you're with friends and you're laughing, it's like, mm-hmm. wow, sometimes it goes fast. Like, where did the time go? But sometimes I'm noticing if I'm really into something focused, it's like, oh, I thought it was, you know, later than what it was, but I still have more time. Yeah. And it's just this weird thing for our head to grasp. But I've been practicing that lately because I feel like I'm running out of time. Mm -hmm. Right. I don't have enough time. And and it's like, oh, that's just me.
0: Well, and I can relate to that, too. I think when you come back from an illness, as, as you have, mm-hmm. and I have, and Rory has, you are just so excited to live life because mm-hmm. you know that you weren't living life before that. And so, yeah, you want to do everything and anything all in one day, right? Yes. Until you get sick, which makes you slow down,
4: <laughs> right?
0: It yeah. slows that time. It makes you sit in it. So. yeah. Yeah. So aside from your doctor telling you to walk, what what did mindfulness mean to you, or what does it mean to you now?
1: So I didn't really term it as mindfulness then, and it wasn't. It was, she it was great. She didn't use that term. She's mm-hmm. just like helping me first to get a few steps in before she brought in even in meditation and yeah. <laughs> all that, because I was freaking out over even meditation, and I know a lot of people are like that. It's like uh, no. And so what it means now to me is different than what it meant then. It was torture Mm -hmm. then. (laughs) You know, that's how I thought of it. It's like, I have to slow down. You want me to sit and do what? Mm -hmm. And so now it is more like I look forward to it. I look forward to it because I know that. So even like even today I was thinking about this. It takes me a while to calm my head and my body down Mm -hmm. enough to kind of just sit. It's when I sit that when I can get to that place, it takes a few minutes to get there. But that's when the trueness comes up for me. I can feel the feelings. I can feel the emotions, like going through this thing with my husband, right? Mm-hmm. I, when I sit, like I can feel the deep sadness where I can't when I'm doing the stuff, right? Like right. with kids, like distracted. when you have, right, I'm distracted. I've got to make sure this is happening. That's happening. It is in those moments That I can allow myself to be me, to Mm -hmm. allow the feelings to come up, to allow myself to just feel freer, to be, and I'm okay, even though there's intense emotions. Mm -hmm. So the mindfulness now for me or having that time just to sit, not even like meditating, not just, just sitting is bringing freedom to me.
0: And you feel better.
1: I do. And Mm -hmm. I have more space and then I'm not so cranky.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I think for me, it's just being more conscious of the actions that I'm taking, mm-hmm. right? Just not mindlessly doing things or not just doing things to do things. Yeah, And I think a big part of that, too, is incorporating boundaries, like saying no to the things that I used to do yeah. just because I did them. And I feel a lot better and more true to myself, right? What about for you, Rory?
2: Yeah, I would say all of those things. I think... Um, it's definitely a challenge, right? It's it's a challenge to be in a fast-paced environment.
0: Instant gratification. (laughs) Oh, yeah.
2: And we love to distract ourselves. You know, as you Mm -hmm. mentioned, Brenda, like a lot of us are addicted to not giving ourselves that time. Like Mm -hmm. we don't want to actually just sit and be with our thoughts or our feelings. And we don't even, I don't think it's conscious. I think it's just an unconscious thing. We're just so used to being busy and going from thing to thing. And, and I agree. I think just that concept of being is so, so important. But mm-hmm. it's just not part of our culture, what people do. Like how often you just, I mean, outside of the three of us in this <laughs> conversation, how often do normal people just go and sit on their couch and do nothing for 15 minutes or 30 minutes?
1: Mm-mm.
2: It's just not part of what people do, right? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to read a book. I'm going to watch TV. I'm going to do this. I'm going to call somebody. Like we're always doing things. And you're right. Mindfulness is just about being present with whatever you're doing, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. whether you're eating, whether you're talking with someone, whether you're whatever the task is. Can you be present? But what would that look like? What does that even mean to be conscious and present?
1: Well, Yeah. What you guys are saying reminds me of learning to respond versus react. Mm -hmm. Yeah and that's something years ago i started teaching and the forgiveness is is that how, because the reaction like that is unconscious we react it's to like different, a body jolt it is a yeah. body jolt and we it's like we can't even stop it mm-hmm. and so it's like you know how do we learn to not react like that and how do we cuz how can we stop take a breath and then respond well that's what we do we stop <laughs> We teach ourselves, if I feel it, you know, and that's what I was talking to somebody just the other day. She's like, how do I even do that? And, you know, it was like I had to think back and go, how did I learn how to do it? Because now I just do it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, of course, it, the reaction comes without being You get triggered, but, yeah. But the thing is, is like creating the awareness of. The being the mindful, being, being, like, I have an intention mm-hmm. of being more aware of my reactions and I want to respond instead of just jumping and, and causing more conflict than I want or more harm to myself. Yeah. You know, and it was just that, learning to be that awareness, learning to just stop.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And then at the same time, it's the mindfulness that creates more awareness, right? Mm-hmm. Creates more self-awareness. Because it brings forth that space or that nothingness or that yes. quiet <laughs> for our unhealed parts to have a voice. Yes. I mean, we're constantly stuffing them, we're constantly feeding them, filling that void, if you will, to hush them. Yes. And it's it's challenging.
2: Yeah, it's interesting. I have the opposite problem. So for me, growing up in a place where I didn't express my emotions and expressing them had consequences. Mm-hmm. When I got into Buddhism, I really loved Buddhism because I felt like what they were teaching was to be above your emotions. Mm-hmm. And it's not, that's not what, the, what they're teaching. But to me, that really like fed into my programming already, right? Oh. Not feeling your emotions. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it's good to be mindful. It's good to be above it. So you're not reactive. You're not expressing. And I actually have to come at it from the other direction. Mm. I have to be mindful to dig in and go, what am I actually feeling? And how do I want to respond from how I'm feeling versus intellectually or how the other person is feeling? So it's really interesting. That is interesting. So it's like I still have to be (laughs) mindful, but I have to dig in there because I got used to pushing it really far down. It's really easy for me to be like, no, no, I'm not going to feel that. And yeah. do, And come from a very you know left brain analytical, or to try to make the other person feel better, versus going, "How do I feel? How do I want to respond like mm-hmm. what's in my best interest so it's It's funny how you can come from totally different sides, but it's still super useful.
0: so what are some of your daily practices that you have
2: Well, and so you know I mentioned that just that concept of just being right, mm-hmm. and so you know it it's it's challenging. Um, And I think it's challenging because during the day when I have the most energy, I'm usually spending my time working, right? And then when nighttime comes, I have less energy. And so I've had, it's been kind of challenging because I don't usually want to do a lot of the things that I am excited to do during the day at night. So as an example, like I got a hot tub, I just go sit outside in my hot tub for an hour. And Mm -hmm. it's great because I love the heat. I love to be outside and I, there's no distractions, I don't have my phone. I don't have anything. I'm just sitting outside in nature. Mm-hmm. And so I try to find ways that I get excited about just being. Yeah. I mean, I do meditation as well. I do breath work. Um, some of those are more challenging, right, mm-hmm. to do when you're tired at night. Like, I'm mm-hmm. not always inspired to go lay down and do breath work. But it's finding, a like, I'm just trying to find a way to get it so I can, it can be always a daily habit. Because I really do think checking in and being mindful on a daily basis as often as we can, it's super important.
1: Mm-hmm. I think a uh, party at Rory's house. With <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 that's fine. Mindful
2: exercises. Exactly. At my house. Eric's invited. Yeah, we can all be there. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. I what, like about,
0: it. what about for you, Brenda? What do you? For practices.
1: You do? So, um, so sitting, I've just really started to do that. And um, journaling was really important for me. That's how I started it, mm-hmm. was just being able to get my thoughts out, you know, and it's kind of like, just the morning writing, like morning pages, like you know, people said just download yep. whatever comes out, and you know, I started that way because I really seriously had so much anxiousness, mm-hmm. and what I and I was beating myself up for so long because I couldn't sit and go, hmm, you know, kind yeah. of, yeah. you know, like I thought I was supposed to do mm-hmm. with meditation. Like a lot of people have the wrong definition. of That looks that. different
0: for everyone. It yeah.
1: does, yeah. and learning that, oh. Okay, walking can be a meditation, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. And as long as I'm not talking on the phone or, you know, I can listen to some music and that's meditating. Yeah. You know, that is a calming of my body. And I learned, oh, I can do that. And then in the mornings to be able to sit with myself, I have to walk around first. Mm. I have to do something with my body to be able to sit. And learning that and not beating myself up was huge. And so allowing myself, especially going through stressful times, was really important. And to, and to accept myself the way that I am. It doesn't look like somebody else's, mm-hmm. but be able to do that. And then I also do a prayer, too. I do a thank you. I do gratitude practice, um, which is really helpful. I do that upon awakening because that's really important. Mm-hmm. You know, and so even these little things, I go what I call go back to basics. I can do the breath work, too. And, but I, even that just sitting and breathing has been really powerful for me without doing a formal yeah. bra- breathing practice, yeah. just breathing in and breathing mm-hmm. out for a longer period of time. So I've had to do that lately, just go back to basics because otherwise it seems overwhelming. And so I encourage that.
0: Mm-hmm. How about you, Sakra? Yeah. Well, I like how you mentioned, you know, I think as children who grow up in chaos, right, mm-hmm. we store that in our bodies and I mean, what do our parents constantly tell us to do? Sit still. Don't move. Right? (laughs) But then you store up all that emotion and that energy, and it has no place to go. I mean, yes, when you're playing and everything, but still, and then as adults, it's like we have to learn how to move through those emotions. We have to learn a way to let those out. And so I do like what you're saying about sitting. It's not something that I normally do because I'm go, go, go myself. Um, but the daily practice of gratitude really helps me as well. Something that I do at the end of my day mm-hmm. um, and just kind of picking out all the opportunities that came my way um, and feeling grateful for that. And then I believe also for me, it's working with my clients. That is a mindfulness mm-hmm. practice in itself because it helps me to help them to realign with their true selves. Right. Yes. And find whatever meaning or purpose it, there is for that or in that if you will so
1: yeah that's a good point you brought up working with clients and like Rory and I were talking earlier about helping people how like having a drive to help people Mm -hmm. and it is like a mindfulness when you're sitting with somebody listening intently yeah and then you know hearing about them and then being able to share back and reflect back I think that's true you just kind of help clarify that for me that is a mindfulness practice in itself Mm
2: -hmm. have you ever done earthing Yes. yes So I was going to say, when you said walking, walking is another one that I love to do. Yeah. I think what I love about earthing is when you take off your shoes and you walk, it actually makes you slow down a lot. Yes, It's it's a lot harder to not be in the moment, especially if you're like walking through the forest, because you have to be careful where you're stepping. And so I've noticed that that makes you really, really present Mm. or normal walking it's fine. Like, you know, you're still thinking a lot. But after a while, for me, my mind just kind of calms down if I go on like a really long walk and I get Mm -hmm. to that sweet spot, which is awesome. But yeah, earthing has been, it really forces you very quickly to be in the moment and not just go
0: to your head. And hugging trees. Hugging trees, yes. (laughs) So I know you brought this up slightly, Rory, about mindfulness and emotion or non-emotional. Would you say it's it means being non-emotional no
2: definitely not um (laughs) i think it you know as as you mentioned brenda i think it's about trying to stop ourselves from being reactive right and Mm -hmm. so you have that opportunity ideally which is hard like especially if you're more used to like just expressing your emotions more naturally to to take a pause okay this is how i'm feeling how do i want to react um, because that makes all the difference. I think we know that it's okay to react with anger. It's okay to react with all of your emotions. Yes. But the way that you do it makes all the difference in the world. Mm-hmm. And so, no yeah, def- definitely, <laughs> no, yeah. Definitely feel, no, yeah, definitely feel and express those emotions <laughs> and be, you know, authentic with those.
0: Yeah. How about you, Sakura? What do you think? Um, I would say it's actually both emotional and non-emotional. I think it's emotional until you get to the point where it's non-emotional. Right, yeah, where yes. you transcend from the suffering and remove yourself from the attachment and the expectations that go with emotion. So yeah, I, think I think it's
2: both. Yeah, I think the ultimate goal, if you think of Jesus or Buddha, were people right. that transcended their emotions and just operated from an a energy and vibration of pure love. Yes. I think that's the ultimate goal.
1: Yeah, that's what I want. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, just, I, I want think that.
2: probably <laughs> a week or two, and I think you're going to be there. Yeah. I I, I'm on it. Right on schedule. <laughs>
1: what do you think, Brenda? Um, I agree with both. I remember a saying, pause when agitated or doubtful, right? I learned that in AA. It's like pause when agitated or doubtful. And Does it
0: have an acronym?
1: No, huh? not on this one. It was just, that's kind yeah. of in the big book there. Pause when agitated. It's like, what? And that's just awareness. Just pause, take a breath, pause. And it's in that that I do that the emotion can come up and the emotion can you have that choice of whether I respond or react Mm -hmm. and I can then feel it instead of it overcoming me right I get to kind of be in uh, in control of it for us Mm -hmm. control freaks right this is something we can be in control over you know so I I agree it's both
0: I love that all right well with that we're going to take a quick break so stay tuned for more of the conscious coaching hour and if you have a question about mindfulness or would like an intuitive message, message us directly on our Facebook page, Love from the Hip. That's HYP. Taking care of your body's largest organ can be difficult, but not for Astera Skincare Mist. This topical skin spray supports your skin's own natural healing defenses. Astera Skincare Mist is a light misting spray free of parabens, alcohol, toxins, and fragrance. This all natural topical skin spray will take the woe out of your skincare worries without clogging your pores. Irritation, inflammation, redness, post-procedure sensitivities, no problem. With Astera Skin Care Mist, you can continue about your day without the skin dismay. Acne, rosacea, psoriasis, sunburns, rashes and fungus, don't let these skin concerns inconvenience you. Instead, let Estera skincare mist allow you to be happy in the skin you're in. Available at Sakura Skin and Mind. Learn more at esteracare.com. That's E-S-T-H-E-R-A care.com.
4: SkinAndMind.com A health crisis is one of the most challenging situations we will experience in our lifetime. It leaves us frightened, confused, and asking why did this happen to me transformational coach rory reich experienced his healing crisis when the life he had so carefully constructed came crumbling down around him the universe had offered him a challenge he chose to accept it and to rediscover who he was before it was too late in his book transform yourself through disease rory shares his personal journey alongside eight practical steps to help those who are stuck Realize their self-impairing beliefs and discover ways of transforming them so they can reclaim their health and create the life of their dreams. Don't let your health crisis define you. Take the next step and transform yourself today. For a free life coaching consultation, contact Rory at RoryReich.com. That's R-O-R-Y-R-E-I-C-H.com.
0: Welcome back to Love from the Hip presents the Conscious Coaching Hour. I'm intuitive, medium, spiritual coach, and your host, Sakura Sutter. I am also the host of Love from the Hip. And I'm forgiveness
1: coach, author, and your host, Brenda
0: Reese.
2: And I'm transformational coach, author, and your host, Rory Reich. On today's show, we're discussing mindfulness. If you have a question or need some advice, message us directly on
6: our Facebook page, Love from the Hip. That's H-Y-P.
0: All right. Well, let's go to some of the messages we've received for today's show. Eric, can you help us out?
6: Sure. Natalie from Phoenix says, I've suffered from anxiety for a long time, and I've heard mindfulness is a great resource for dealing with it. But where do I start?
1: Oh, Natalie. (laughs) (laughs) I know this one. Um, As we've talked about earlier, just starting simple is really important. Just having the awareness of the anxiety is really good, starting there. And the second thing is, is physically slowing down like that. I mean, that was brilliant for that functional medicine doctor to be able to help me to do that. Now it's frustrating as heck, but, you know, being able to slow down and be very conscious. The other thing was breathing more and deeper. And so there's studies out there now that are showing, you know, that the out breath is so much more important because that's what gets us into the parasympathetic. So when you breathe in, even for four and then hold for 5 and breathe out for 6. That is something that I'm doing myself right now as much as possible and that out breath is helping me. And so just taking some simple steps like that and also the other thing is is writing down how you feel. Mm-hmm. Um, that's another big thing that was helping me. That's how I even got into journaling was it was like, oh, my gosh, you know, I just started (laughs) writing all the pain I was feeling, all this stuff. And then just moving my body, moving the body and just being aware of the movement. Like we were talking earlier, being conscious instead of just reacting. How about you guys?
0: I agree with you. I think anxiety is so challenging and debilitating. And it's just all these thoughts happening at once. So it's really hard to silence your mind in the fit of it. Um, But it's all about reconnecting with yourself when you want to run, right? Mm -hmm. When you want to freeze when that PTSD is heightened. And so when your, your thoughts are coming forward, and again, I mentioned this earlier, these are thoughts that are stored, right? These are emotions that are stored from a very young age that have nowhere to go. And that's really what anxiety is, is your mm-hmm. your body is acting out. Your thoughts are acting out, which are making your body respond. So your heart is racing and you feel like you're having a heart attack. And suddenly you can't breathe, although mm-hmm. you're able to breathe all on your own all the time, right? So it's just about stopping, as Brenda was saying, and and sitting in it, but also finding techniques and somatic techniques that help you to reconnect with your body and understand that it's okay to be in your body and that you're safe to be in your body. And so breathing, as Brenda described, and I know on an earlier show, I I recommended a raisin technique, Mm -hmm. just, you know, putting a raisin in your hand and studying it before you put it into your mouth. And then, you know, figuring out how it feels in your mouth while you chew it and then swallowing it, right? That whole experience taking you out of all those ill will thoughts that are happening all at once, which I know is overwhelming. And then one of the things I've also heard is cold water therapy and even just sticking your hands at the moment in a cup of ice to help bring you back into your body is really helpful.
2: Yeah, those are all great. Yeah, I think it's a lot about it. It's just interrupting that pattern. Right. And Going to sitting meditation is is definitely like not the place to go, right? Like, um, and we we can talk more about that. But I think for me, it's starting with a lot of, one, something that's ideally you gravitate towards. But I think the physical things are really helpful. So like you could go do Tai Chi, right? Like Tai Chi is, is physical. It's being in the moment. It's connecting with your body. I think doing breathing exercises, I would also call that physical, right? You're not mm-hmm. just sitting there. Mm-hmm. You're focusing on doing something with your body. And, you know, it's been proven that your breath is directly connected to your nervous system. It's almost impossible mm-hmm. to take deep breaths and be in a, in a state of anxiety. Um, walking, again, like g- going on a long walk and being mindful about it. What I've noticed a lot is that, you know, when you have anxiety, uh, and then people that are going all the time, they just don't allow themselves, like we talked about, to have a break mm-hmm. from that mm-hmm. energy and that programming. So a lot of it's just like interrupting that break and doing something else yeah. <laughs> for a certain period of time that's going to slow you down. And I think the physical things are really easy to start with. Mm-hmm. And then I think, you know, building up to meditations like, you know, step three, four, like that's <laughs> that's down the road when you've got some. A little bit more correct.
1: I think the physical stuff is really important, and what you were talking about it's kind of it's like out of body, mm-hmm. right? And that's what I've learned to do. And you know, it's kind of like oh, being aware of that, being aware of the numbness. Yeah, even it, though know, you're anxious, it's, it is you, you it is dissociative. Be yeah. and being able to just pat yourself or mm-hmm. like you're talking, stomp your feet, do something physical Tapping. like that. Tapping is yeah. very good for that. Absolutely. Yeah. So good luck with that, Natalie. All right, Eric.
6: Bridget from Cape Town says, I understand that mindfulness can help tremendously in healing, but I'm in so much pain in regards to my fibromyalgia. How can I still be mindful when I can't even hush my pain? Hmm.
0: Sakura, you have been here, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Sort of. Absolutely. <laughs> I can relate. When I had open wounds covering my whole body, inside my throat, my eyes, even in my genitals. There was no way I could just sit and meditate as you yeah. were saying, Rory. There's yeah. just no way. There was no way. And the pain kept bringing me out of it, but it was really that's what needed to happen. I needed to sit with the pain. I needed to surrender to the pain and have a conversation with it. And I know that sounds completely absurd, but there's so many answers that lie in that. So I I do recommend sitting with fibromyalgia and even re- if you can remove it out of you, And picture it as if it's a person sitting across from you. This is something I do with my clients in hypnosis, is to have that dissociative process that really helps to take the pain out for just a moment so that you can have a conversation and find out why it's there and what needs to be done. And talking to your body, this practice in itself is mindfulness.
1: Definitely. The talking to the body was really important for me as I was going through all of my stuff with the surgeries, with all the pain that I was in um, from the sciatic and all that. And it, there was a purpose, but I couldn't figure out what it was. And that was the thats what I was taught to do was, you know, well, what did it tell you? And I'm like, what? What do you mean? <laughs> what does it tell me? It's like, well, did you ask it? Mm. What? You know, and learning that was really powerful. So I'm glad you shared that because Learning to be able to to take it out, doing what I call the chair exercise, putting it in the chair in front of me, gives it a whole different meaning. And you get this moment of relief. And then just listening Mm -hmm. to what it has to say. Because usually there is some trauma. Well, usually
0: you know what it has to say. It's just you've been denying it for so long. Yeah.
2: Well, and who wants to like... Be more present when you're in pain. Oh, like no. You want to be able to get away from it, right? right? Absolutely. Seems very natural. Medicaid. Yeah. And I think there's also a lot of, you know, fear and anxiety around the pain as well. And it's, you know, there's been multiple um, studies that have shown that, like, by meditating and becoming more mindful and calming the mind, it actually has a pain relieving quality associated with mm-hmm. it. So there's a mm-hmm. lot of reasons that actually going inwards, um, uh, mindfulness and meditation also release endorphins, which are yes. also help with pain. So there actually is a lot of studies out there that show that if you can get to that place where you allow yourself to sit with it and do the exercises that you two mentioned and just do an exercise where you just allow your body to calm down, mm-hmm. that the pain will actually subside. Not completely, of course, but like it'll actually be more pain relieving than less by Slightly more it. manageable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well,
1: and watching the resistance. Mm. Too, because we can be in resistance to that, you know. Like, it's like, no, that won't work. You know, I I watched my sister as I was trying to help her with the fibromyalgia and help helping her with the mindfulness around it, and she was just like, well, no, that's not going to work. have you tried it? (laughs) No. Well, let's try it. Right. You know, and and that resistance is so important to pay attention to because it's just information. Yeah. You know, and to be able to to work through that, going, okay, I see you now. I'm going to do it anyway.
0: Right. You know, it's really important, too. I hope that helps you. And any other messages, Eric?
6: Absolutely. Holly from Port Ludlow says, I really hope that my practice of mindfulness would encourage my husband to do it as well. But he's only growing increasingly angry as I find my inner peace. (laughs) I'm not sure what to do. Any advice?
1: Oh, Rory, what do you hear?
2: Oh man, well I guess first off, like part of mindfulness is also accepting (laughs) accepting (laughs) the situation (laughs) as is. Right. So I'd say that'll that might not be super helpful. (laughs) You know, it's tough. I think a lot of times throughout our lives and our partnerships, like we grow in slightly different directions. We want our partners to love and adopt all the things that we love and adopt, and that's just not always reality. I think all we can do is just live by example, right? And I think Mm -hmm. if you are able to you know, continue doing what you're doing and it has transformative effects on you over time that is going to affect your partner. It's like impossible that your energy will shift and that your partner's energy will not be affected by that. So it's like all you can ultimately do is worry about yourself, take control of yourself, focus on yourself, and, you know, hope that your partner eventually sees those benefits and also wants to be able to participate.
1: And I would say communicate too, because I like what you shared, because it is important to be the example and to not give up what we are doing to please someone else. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, the crab pot thing. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, don't, <laughs> don't be drugged down because of what you're doing, but also being very honest and open with why, why you're doing it. You know, I had that happen in my last marriage, right? As I was growing and changing, he wasn't. And so there was anger there and and it was like it's not my anger right. there's that boundary that you were talking about Sakura. Yeah, don't it's an, take an, it personally. don't take it personally and the other thing is and then have try your best to have a communication and just say i feel this way and it feels like you know you're angry or i feel anger towards me about this can we talk about it and i think that that's really valuable too while you're continuing to stay present and do your mm. mindfulness work,
2: yeah, and just understanding yeah. that a lot of times there's fear involved in the other party. Yeah. you're changing, you're growing. Maybe you're right. growing apart. Maybe, Maybe you you're won't pulling... like me anymore. Exactly. <laughs> right? So it's also yeah. trying to have some empathy around why w- are they feeling this mm-hmm. way? Why are they reacting this good way? Good point.
0: But I do agree. I think we, as I like to say, we outglow people in our lives, oh, that's right? Good. Yeah, our frequency comes to a point where we no longer match them.
1: Yeah. True.
0: All right. Well, with that, we're going to take a quick break. But everyone, stick around for more of the Conscious Coaching Hour.
3: The passing of our loved ones always proves to be very challenging, but can be met with ease when working with someone who can hold space, compassion, and especially someone who works across the veil. Allow Sakura Sutter, multidimensional channeler and intuitive medium, to be your spiritual guide with the other side. No matter if you choose to communicate with your transitioned loved ones to help you with the grieving process, or connect with spiritual, galactic, and other light beings to explore and dive in more on your spiritual path, dot com.
5: Protection. Call 206-730-7429 or go to sakuraskinandmine.com.
6: If you're planning on building a home or a major landscaping project, you'll want the team of Stone Resources on your side. Safely, effectively, and correctly working with our unique terrain requires local knowledge and environmental care. For 21 years, Stone Resources has been making sure their customers' biggest investment is on solid ground. Trust your next earth-moving project to Stone Resources. Call 425-754-6792. That's 425-754-6792. Stone Resources. We make the earth move. And remember, if you need dirt or have dirt to get rid of, you can call on us. 425-754-6792.
0: Welcome back. To Love from the hip presents the Conscious Coaching Hour. I am intuitive medium, spiritual coach, and your host Sakura Sutter. I am also the host of Love from the Hip, and
2: I'm
1: forgiveness coach, author, and your host Brenda Reese.
2: And I'm transformational coach, author, and your host Roy Reich. Be sure to check us out on Sundays at 9 a.m. Pacific time on Timber Country and 9 p.m. South African time on Cape Town Zone Radio 88.5 FM.
6: It's time for Sakura's spiritual sense.
0: Yay! (laughs) Her favorite part. So for today's message from Spirit or Universe, I will be pulling from the Sacred Traveler Oracle cards by Denise Lynn. Mm. And the card is. And the card I pulled is Watching Clouds. The card reads: Lie back, rest, and relax. Put everything aside and take time to renew your energy. It's often when you totally relax that new insights and awareness can emerge. Take deep, full breaths. Put your feet up. Be present in each moment. Do nothing. Watch clouds. The answers that you seek will emerge easily, but first you need to stop all activity. And what I'm also hearing is that think of all the times you got sick. It was because you were burning the candle at both ends. You were so busy doing that you forgot how to just be. And so the sickness forced you to just be. Rest is medicine. Nothingness, too. Your constant busyness, which you have become so conditioned to having, is keeping you from the opportunities and healing in sitting still and doing nothing. And do not forget that there is great power in the nothingness, Ideas come from when we are quiet. Inspiration is from within. Otherwise, it would be called outspiration. That's perfect. I'm getting that bumper sticker. <laughs>
1: I am too. We're going to quote Sakura. I love that. Sweet. Thank you.
2: Yeah, I really love the watching clouds metaphor.
1: Right? Yeah. Yeah. You do too. That was so right on. You are always right on.
6: Brenda brings it back around.
1: So studies around mindfulness and forgiveness since, you know, I kind of like that topic, Mm -hmm. have shown that learning to be more mindful is strongly linked to having a forgiving attitude. Mindfulness and forgiveness are both an evolving process and a practice. Taking the suggestions that we've talked about today and incorporating one or two will be helpful in creating or enhancing your mindfulness practice. Now, if you're struggling with some forgiveness, here are two mindful forgiveness exercises for you to try. The first is for self-forgiveness. So think of something that you regret. I know that might be hard for you, Rory, but Mm. think of something that you regret. (laughs) Stand in front of a mirror and look yourself in the eye and say, I forgive you. You didn't know any better. You did the best you could at the moment. Say this out loud seven times. Put your hand on your heart. Close your eyes. Take a deep breath. Visualize yourself surrounded by a warm healing light. Allow this light to fill your body and mind and imagine that you are filled with a sense of peace, and calm. Now, if it's about forgiving someone else, bring to mind that person who has hurt you in some way. It could be someone from your past or present. Breathe deeply and slowly. Try to visualize this person in your mind's eye. Imagine them standing before you and try to picture them as clearly as possible. Allow yourself to feel any negative emotions that may arise, anger, resentment, hurt, or sadness. Acknowledge these emotions without judging them and allow them to pass through you Say the following phrases out loud so you can feel the resonance. I forgive you. I release you. I wish you peace. Repeat these phrases several times, allowing the feelings of forgiveness and compassion to grow within you. Imagine that you are sending love and light to this person and that you are releasing any negative emotions or thoughts that you may have been holding on to. Take a few deep breaths and visualize yourself surrounded by that warm, healing light. Allow this light to fill your body and mind and imagine. That you are filled with a sense of peace and calm.
0: I love that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
1: simple. Well, well the, uh, you know. I can see how
0: the second part would be a little challenging for getting someone else. Exactly. And it's hard mm-hmm. for us to forgive ourselves. Right.
1: So that regret can be heavy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, absolutely. if we practice this every day, like a mindful practice, pretty soon it gets easier and you feel that peace.
0: Beautiful.
6: Here's Rory's reflections.
2: Mindfulness teaches us to observe and embrace our experiences in the present moment rather than focusing on the past or worrying about a future that may never come to pass. By practicing mindfulness, we choose to accept and to be fully present in this moment and to try to find the beauty in whatever is instead of wanting and needing it to be something different. We often get so caught up in the life we want to create, we oftentimes forget to fully appreciate The life we're actually having right now.
1: So true. Right. I do that. The wishing and the, yeah, wanting. I
0: forget.
2: Focusing on the future. Or then Mm -hmm. we get
0: to what we wish for, right? And then we forget that we wish for that and we don't know how to just be in that.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Well, then we wish for something else.
0: Right.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a vicious cycle. That's the Buddha, right? (laughs) Yeah. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Well, okay. I'm sad to say that this is my last episode of the Conscious Coaching Hour. It has been so much fun being with you, the listeners, and you, Sakura, and Rory, for the last two and a half years. Okay, I'm going to do this without crying. No. I'm going to miss being here with you every month, sharing about our topics and the fantastic discussions we have together. I wish you all could be a part of our off-air conversations (laughs) that the three of us have They are hilarious and they're deep and they're heartwarming as we've gotten to know each other more and more through this time together. My next chapter includes more time with my husband who's been diagnosed with dementia and working on my own podcast Forgive Yourself with Brenda Reese along with teaching a group course about self-forgiveness because I've had to dive deeper into that myself. Something that I need to continue to practice daily. I'm so grateful to have been a part of your life, and I'm excited for the next co-host to share her wisdom and knowledge and laughter with you, on the Conscious Coaching Hour. I'm gonna miss you
0: guys. Aww. We're gonna miss you too, Brenda. Thank you so much. It's yeah, been thanks.
2: great. I cannot believe it's been what 29. Yeah, 29 episodes. Mm-hmm. Oh my! Master
0: gosh. number of 11. Yes. Where did the time See, there go? It's crazy. <laughs> All right. Well, that's all the time we have for today, sadly. (laughs) I know. (laughs) We want to thank Brenda for being a huge part of the Conscious Coaching Hour. We will miss you. Oh, I'm going to miss you guys. And Eric, our lovely producer, Mm -hmm. KKNW, Timber Country, Cape Town Zone Radio, and you, the listener.
2: Don't forget to subscribe, like, and share our podcast, The Conscious Coaching Hour, which you can find in our love from the hip. That's HYP, anywhere you can find podcasts.
0: So on our next show, our new co-host, Jeanette Dames, Angel Therapy and Heal Your Money Coach will be joining us. We'll be talking about the energy of money, what this means, how it affects us, and ways in which we can improve our relationship with money overall. Love the
1: show? Have a question you would like us to answer on the air? Follow us, like us, and message us on Instagram or Facebook at lovefromthehip. That's H-Y-P. You can find me at sakurasutter.com. You
2: can find me at royreich.com.
1: You can find me at com.
2: Tune in every month on Wednesdays from 2 to 3 p.m. on AM 1150 KKNW and Sundays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on Timber Country and 9 p.m. South African Time on Cape Town's 88.5 FM for more of the Conscious Coaching Hour.
1: Where we help you awaken your intuition and inner coach so you can live
0: your best life.
5: Do you wonder why you repeat behaviors that don't serve you? Do you struggle with self love? Are you intimidated by situations where you want to stand up for yourself but can't? If any of those resonate with you, you may be living someone else's story. This can lead to dysfunctional relationships, emotional shutdowns, and regrets. Every part of your life may be a reflection of someone else's story. It's time to live your life. In 2005, spiritual life coach Jeanette Dames realized she was living other people's stories. She recreated her life to live her story and love, joy, peace, health, and prosperity showed up. From this deep transformation, Jeanette has developed a six week coaching program to help you create your life your way. She can help you make it a dazzling reality. It's time to let go of what you absorbed from others and create the life you want. Visit riverangelranch.com for more information. That's R I V E R A N G E L R A N C H.com. Peach Buzz is great. If it's on a peach, let Sakura Skin in Mind remove unsightly hair with dermaplaning. Although its primary purpose is to remove layers of dead skin, it's just one of the added benefits, leaving your skin baby smooth, safe, effective, fast and affordable. What a concept. Sakura Skin in Mind wants you to look your very best. And dermaplaning is just one tool in their chest. Find out about dermaplaning at sakuraskinandmind.com, S-A-K-U-R-A, skinandmind.com. We bring out the healthy skin and healthy way of thinking you didn't know you had.